Welcome to the Second Students West podcast. My name is Ryan Herzog, and I just want to say thank you so much for listening in with us today. We hope that you really enjoyed the message. If you're not following us already, you can go to our Instagram at Second Students West or our Facebook at Second Students West Campus and join us and see all the updates which are happening in our ministry. If you're already doing that, hit that follow button on this podcast and enjoy the message. Luke 14, verse 1 is where we were last week. I just want to recap if you weren't here. And if you were, just as a reminder. Luke 14, 1. One Sabbath, when Jesus went to eat in the house of the prominent Pharisee, he was being carefully watched. There in front of him was a man suffering from dropsy. From dropsy. I like this story time with Michael. Both of you, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Jesus asked the Pharisees and experts in the law, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not? Remember, the Sabbath is a time when people, uh, the Pharisees said, hey, you know what, Uh, you should do absolutely nothing at all. And that's really not exactly what it is. The Sabbath is truly a day of rest. And so uh, (laughs) the Pharisees are like, you can't do anything. And they're they're trying to catch Jesus, so much so that Jesus catches them. And he asked them, Or is it lawful to hear a man on the Sabbath or not? Jesus says, verse 4, but they remained silent. So taking hold of the man, he healed the man. So he heals a man on the Sabbath, which is a big no-no. Like, you don't do that, apparently, according to them. And so he did it anyways in Jesus' fashion. And then look what Jesus says next. He says, uh, if one of you has a son or an ox and he fall into a well on the Sabbath day, Will you not immediately pull him out? He's saying this, look, if your son has fallen into a well and he's treading water for a long time, you're just going to let him roll for a whole day? You're not going to do anything but, uh, <laughs> good luck, see you tomorrow. That's, that's what Jesus said, like no one's going to do that. If you have an ox, which again, we don't understand that. Very, maybe some of you in FFA, you get that right now. Like you're like, that's your world, okay? You're, you're not raising an ox right now, you're raising a chicken, okay? Or a pig, or a rabbit, or a steer, or a a goat, that's right. So you get it. If that goat fell in the well, back in the day, the Pharisees would say, God bless you. You can't do anything about it. You'd be like, no, God bless you. I'm going in. Or I'm going to send somebody else in. Or I would not go in. I'd throw a rope. God bless you. My son, I'm in. Okay? And then we're both anyways. But verse 6, and they had nothing to say. And then today, I just want to keep going with this passage. In verse 7, he says, when he noticed how the guest picked the places of honor at the table, he told him a parable. So let's just put ourselves in this situation. Jesus is invited to a party. People are watching him like crazy. People are like judging him, trying to catch him. And then he sees how people are walking in and where they're sitting. And now why this is significant is because back in this time, if you got invited to a party, you got invited to dinner, the closest that you sat next to the person that invited you, the bigger deal that you were. And so Jesus notices this and he says, I'm going to tell you a parable. That word parable means story. So it's, it's literally story time. With Jesus. At the table, they invited him. Jesus taking over this party 
and he's about to put a bunch of people in their place. And, and I, I don't know about you, but like where we sit is a very big deal. I mean, it's, it's a big deal. Um, there's a very violent game that has to do with where you sit. It's called musical chairs. It's violent, okay? I mean, it really is a violent game. Um, like like if, if, if there were $10,000 on the line and, and you were playing with four-year-olds, okay, y'all, I know what y'all would do, okay? I know exactly what Taylor Strickland would do, okay? We've seen that before out of his anger, this young man right here. I mean, you guys... If, there, if you were playing musical chairs, like, whatever song is on, okay, a new horizon, you're going, and it stops, and there's a four-year-old in front of that chair, and you're, I got $10,000 on the line, okay, <laughs> see ya, ha-ha, $10,000, that's what I, I would not do that as a pastor of the Lord, I would let the four-year-old win and move on, this is a lie, okay, I wouldn't do that, I don't know what I would do, I wouldn't be playing musical chairs, anyways, um, maybe, I don't know, but Chairs are a big deal, like, like at my dinner table at my house. It's, it's a fight to whoever sits by mom or dad, depending who the favorite parent is at the time, okay? Our kids are like, <laughs> like last night, they were all about me. Why? Because my wife has to put up with them all day long, and they don't like her sometimes. When I come home, it's like, we love you, you're our favorite. And so they're like, we want to sit by dad, Okay. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to sit here. I sit in the same spot every time. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all, like your spot at dinner. And like when you go to somebody else's house, you don't really know where to sit because you're like, ah, I, don't, I don't know where like dad or mom, I don't. And you're just kind of like awkwardly like, so cool, okay, I'll just sit. Where you sit's a big deal. Like going to a wedding. Uh, Landon Freeman, uh, he got married, I don't know, 20 years ago to something to Hannah. And, and it, that, that wedding was awesome. But I did something bad at that wedding. Okay, first of all, um, I did the wedding. Okay, that's, that's great. That's not the bad part. That was the awesome part. Um, even though I was late to the wedding to do the wedding, whole nother story. I thought the wedding started at 6, it started at 5.30. I was late. Anyways, um, but they couldn't do the wedding without me, so there you go. At the end of the wedding, they had an ice cream bar. Okay, at some weddings they have a bar. Okay, they had an ice cream bar. Okay, that's like the Christian way to party. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, we can't have alcohol, we'll have ice cream. We'll have whatever, whatever that is, okay? And so they have an ice cream bar. I know this, okay? I know this because I kind of helped them plan this whole situation. If I'm going to do your wedding, I'm going to meet with you two or three times to make sure you're compatible and to make sure you're going to pay me five grand for me to do your wedding. It's just a typical charge, whatever. I'm just kidding. It's only two grand. But, and so... Okay, it's whatever you want to pay. But anyways, none of you are getting married anytime soon that I know of except Ryan. You're charged two grand. Anyways, so, so I know there's an ice cream bar. During the prayer, okay, what do I do? First off, I sit in the seat closest to the ice cream bar, okay? Why? Because that's genius, okay? No one else is thinking that except for this sick human. That seat is super important. And so I know that when it's time to pray, her dad is praying. I knew that too. I'm not going to pray before that because too much time from Mike to the ice cream bar line. What did I do during the prayer? Here's what I did. I p- <laughs> this is real, okay? This wasn't even part of the message. This is just free story time with Michael. And so what do I do during the prayer? He's like, Father, thank you for my beautiful daughter and her. And I'm like, yep, God bless y'all, okay? I go to the front of the line. Like, I'm number one in the ice cream line, all right? He gets done praying, and I'm like, winner! I didn't do that, but I was chill. 
He gets done praying and he looks at me. He's like, because his next line was, the ice cream bar is now open. Okay, it was like marble slab ice cream bar. Like, that's expensive. I don't go there on my own, but it's free at the wedding, okay? And so I'm there first, and he goes, is that the pastor in the front of the line? <laughs> I was like, nope, and I picked up my daughter. I was like, it's about her. But <laughs> where we sit's a big deal. Like, you probably sit the same, the same place every single time at lunch. Like, that's your table, and when you go in, there's some other turd sitting here. Like, well, what's up, man? You obviously don't know what's going on. That's my table. Like you better ask somebody else. Uh, sitting in church, okay? Y'all don't, I mean, maybe y'all deal with this, but like there are people that sit in the same seat every single time, and as pastors, we know when you're not here, okay? Let me, let me teach you something. Switch it up. That way when you're not here, no one knows, okay? That's a little church trick, Okay? But like people sit in the same seat every time. And when someone else sits in your seat, like a guest who's never been to church, like, uh, can I, uh, by the way, that's not your seat. You need to move. So go ahead <laughs> up and at them. See you later. That's rude. Okay. And they'll never come back to our church because of that. Um, but man, where we sit's a big deal. I, I, a few weeks ago, I went on a trip to Atlanta. We went to a, a conference. It was Evan, uh, Ryan, Seth, and I, and kind of Kale, but not really. And we went on this trip as a leadership deal, and, it, and they have a concert, like a worship deal, on the first night. And so we are very um, immature, and so we want to sit at the very, very, very front. Like, this is pretty much like, like, like camp for adults. <laughs> and so we uh, negotiate our way down to the floor, and it's a four-hour wait before the concert, or something like that. And so we, uh, we, we have clothes laid out on the front row, okay? We have bags, um, explosives. We just got stuff there, okay? We go get something to eat, um, and then we come back an hour before. I sneak in, okay, and Seth sneaks in. We're on two different sides of the, of the concert. So when they open the floor, uh, we go down, and we take our seats. We're not supposed to be in there, but that's okay. That's okay. No one saw us. I'm in all black, <laughs> like normal, um, but I had a hoodie on. It was great. So they open doors, and people running in, like, and Seth and I are like, <laughs> okay, and we go and we sit. That was Seth's walk, not mine. But we go, we, we go and we sit and we sit on the front row. We're like, yeah, what's up? And Ryan, the smart one, kind of, in the situation, uh, he comes up as well. He's sitting there. Then all of a sudden, this dude comes up. Like, like we're sitting on the front row. We're excited about this worship service. We are pumped up. It's uh, Christine Kane's going to speak, and we are excited. And this guy comes up, and he's like, can I help you? I'm like, no, I'm good. What's up? I'm good. And Ryan's like, no, we're good. I'm like, whoa, calm down, New York. <laughs> calm down. And he's like, uh, these seats are for teenagers. I was like, I pretend like I didn't hear him. You know, like, huh? I love you. I don't know. You know, <laughs> you know, I speak another language like, mm, no English. I don't know. You know, <laughs> you know I, 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 <laughs> and he's like, these seats, these seats are for uh, a, a group of teenagers who are coming. I'm thinking, this is, this is not for teenagers. This is for adults. Okay, I thought that Ryan says that. So Ryan, and, he, and I have your permission, right, still to say this story. Okay, this is not a good story about Ryan, but I have to tell you because it works with the message in Jesus and welcome to Christ would be beautiful. So Ryan, in his New York way, stands up. And this is like a security guy. How do you know security? Because he has things in his ears, okay, and a gun on his side. You just know it, all right? I don't know if he had a gun, but maybe. I just 
think everybody does. So Ryan's like, let me tell you something. This is my seat. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Angry Ryan, okay? Like, y'all know what it's like. Like, you run in, you save seats, someone's in your seat, you're excited for, he was super excited about Christine Kane and, like, this whole worship service stuff. And he's like, I mean, he's, he's in his face. He's in his face. I'm like, and Seth and like, kind of easing over, like, let's get out of here. Okay, here's what happens next. Okay. Change it. Off. Go ahead. Sorry, bro. You can turn it off. Thank you. Ryan gets arrested from a Christian concert, and we have to go to downtown. Okay, that's a lie. None of that happened at all. But that's just a good, that was a good story. That, none of that. Okay. The arresting of Ryan and him getting angry didn't really happen. But we did have a man tell us we can't sit there. And I was like, no problem, sir. And I moved. But how rude is it that sometimes we think that where we're sitting actually is really important. And for someone to tell us to move would offend us. And that's what Jesus is saying right now. He's saying this, it doesn't matter where you sit. It's not a big deal. He says in verse 8, when someone invites you to a wedding feast, don't take the place of honor. For a person more distinguished than you may have been invited. If so, the host who invited both of you will come and say, Give this man your seat. Then humiliated, you will have to take the least important seat. Saying this, just because you have an opportunity to be the best, just because you have an opportunity to shine, just because you have an opportunity to show off, doesn't mean you should. Just because you are given a role or a position that is higher than others doesn't mean you need to make everybody else feel real stupid. What Jesus, by the way, this is in red letters. Anytime in the Bible you see red, that is actually Jesus' words. He is talking in this moment. And he is saying in verse 10, here's what you need to do. But when you're invited... In verse 10, when you're invited, take the lowest place so that when your host comes, he will say to you, friend, move up to a better place. Then you will be honored. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled. Listen to verse 11. Everyone who exalts himself will be humbled. Saying this. Everyone who decides, no offense sitting on the front seats, no, no offense sitting up here. Everyone who says, I'm the best. Everyone who says, look at me. Everyone who says, get out of my way, I'm a big deal. Everyone who thinks they have made it will be humbled. Meaning this, Jesus, God, will take care of him. So I don't, know how, I don't know what that means to you. I don't, know, I don't know how that hits you. Everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, comma, 
praise the Lord for that comma, and he, she, who humbles himself will be exalted. Saying this, are you the type of person that people know you're willing to take the lower spot than anybody else? Are you the type of person that is not yelling shotgun? Are you yelling backseat middle hump? Y'all don't even know what the middle hump is, but, but it's, that's a whole deal, okay? Some of the adults are with me, all right? No one is sitting, no, one, no one's like, backseat in the middle. And I'm not saying now, like, you're going to feel, like, convicted, like, if you say shotgun. That's not the point of this, okay? Like, you say shotgun, you're going to hell. No, I'm not, I'm not saying that, okay? Shotgun, you're going to hell. No, no, that's, that's not it. Please, please understand that. But are you striving, listen, students, adults, are we striving for the most prestigious spot or are we striving for the lower spot? This, this seesaw is absolutely tiny. If I got on this, it would break with no one else on it. Like I'm scared to even get on it. Okay, there's a weight limit and I'm double that, Okay. Like 100 pounds doubles that. I'm 100 pounds. So, but here's, here's, uh, here's the point, though, is that when we are lifted up and we are high, it makes everybody else so much lower. But when we decide to serve, and we decide to go low, it lifts others up. What are you known for? Are you the type of person that people see, and they're like, man, they are so encouraging. They, they never want to be number one. They never want everybody to look at their stuff. All they do is care about others. And guys, let me just tell you something. This isn't easy. This is hard to do. This is so hard to do. And, and, and maybe you're like right here in the middle. And this, this is hard. Like balancing this in the middle is, is almost impossible. I mean, I mean, God pretty much says, be either hot or cold. <laughs> that, that's, I hope that's not what God sounds like. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out on this God thing. <laughs> this is a whole another deal. Are you, some of y'all like, where, where am I? You were asleep. You saw some, some dude in a black shirt on a seesaw, and you fell asleep dreaming, and then God spoke. Like, yeah. Are you the type of person at school? Let's just, let's just talk about school for a second. Are, are, are you the type of person, and, and these people are rare, and that's the cool thing, is that you can be this and you can be rare. Are you the type of person in the morning, you get there a little early, school, school, no one's doing this, and they're holding the door open for everybody else saying good morning. Hey, no one's doing that. You, you, you want to stand out and be different? How about at lunch, or how about at any time you see trash anywhere? around your school, you actually go and you pick it up 
and you go to the people that are cleaning your school 24-7 and you put it in the trash and you high-five those people? How about, how about maybe possibly at lunch you go and sit with somebody else who's not like you? You're the one that's going and talking to so many other people and that right there will lift them up. Christians, listen, that is exactly how Jesus does to us. He decided, listen, God decided to come to earth for us. Why? To lift us up. He decided to come to earth, be born in a barn. This is God. He decided to come to earth and be born in a barn for us. And what does that do? It lifts us up. Adrian, stay with me, bud. There's so many times right now in this night, right now, that the enemy does not want you to hear this. There's so many distractions. You got people walking up, you got a noise, you got laughter, you got people leaving. There's distractions. Let me tell you something. Prideful, being prideful is a hard, hard, hard deal. And so many people struggle with it. So many people right now are struggling with it and you don't want to listen to it because you struggle with it. If I was talking about sex, homosexuality, pornography, people would be zoned in. Because that's like, oh, I don't, that's not me. But the truth is, pride is something that nobody really wants to admit they struggle with. The truth is, we all struggle with it sometimes. But tonight, man, I hope you walk away with one thing. Let's be a humble beast. Let's be the people that are going so low. Let's be the people that people are like, man, that, something's different about that person. Not that they go to Second Baptist Church, not that they're part of Second Students, not because they went to Fall Riot, not because they went to Beach Street, but because they have Jesus Christ in their heart. They actually held the door open for me. They actually picked up trash. They, they came to my table and picked up the, my trash and put it in the trash can. There was a girl that was here years ago, and she did this and changed Beck Junior High. She's now living in Miami, owns her own business, and is crushing. She would go to Beck Junior High, and she would go to every single table and sit with those people, and then she would say, hey, leave your trash. I'm going to take it. She was a Christian for half a year when she started doing that. God used Geo Smith like crazy, a phenomenal cheerleader when she was here, one of the best in the country. She used her platform not to be raised up, but she went low and God raised her up. She did it. Students, listen, you want to make a difference, stand out. You want to be different. You want people to follow you. You want people to be like you. You want people to look at your stuff. Here's how you do it. Go <laughs> get on your knees. Like, hey, I'm, I'm just here to serve you. What can I do for you? You go to your teachers, go to your teacher, hey, what can I do for you today? Anything I can do for you to help you out? I'm praying for you. What? I know you're an atheist, but I'm praying for you. I'm really praying for you. <laughs> Students, you want people to talk about you? You, you want to look different? Do those things. You got to park in that front spot every single time. Park in the back. Let somebody else park there. At HEB, stop parking in the uh, parking for kiddos, moms with kids, you jerks. Okay, stop. You don't have kids, okay, that I know of, especially if you're a dude. It's a whole nother deal. Verse 12. Then Jesus said to his host, when you give a luncheon, I don't know if anybody's doing that anytime soon. Okay, <laughs> work with me. 
you're given a luncheon or a dinner, don't invite your friends. That's rude, Jesus. Or your brothers or your family or your rich neighbors. But why? I'm going to invite them because they give good gifts. That's the point. If you do, they may be invited, they may invite you back, and so you'll be repaid. Look what he says right here in verse 13. But when you give a banquet, by the way, a banquet back in the day was a party, okay? It was like, when we say banquet, now you're like, I'm not going to your banquet. I can't even say it right. Your banquet. That's like a, that's like a dance without dancing. You're banqueting, okay? It's boring. No one's like, but back in the day, those were really cool. So when you have a party, when you invite people over, when you invite people to your house, this is your house, by the way. This is, the church is your house. When you invite people to come here, let's not invite the really popular people anymore. Let's not invite the celebrities. Let's not invite the ones that are making a difference. Let's invite the kid who is suicidal the night before and almost killed himself, but no one's talking to him. Let's invite that kid. Let's invite the custodian who no one even talks to, who everybody makes fun of and does stuff. Christians, invite that person. That's not me saying it, it's Jesus saying it. Look what he says. Look what he says. But when you have a party, when you invite people, when you want to see change, in verse 13, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind. Why? You will be blessed. Invite the people that, you know what? They're not going to give you anything back. They're not the ones that are going to say, oh, here's a gift. Here's a great thing. Because he's saying this, go low and lift them up. You want to be a humble beast? That's what you do. Invite the ones that no one else is inviting. Truthfully, right now in this room, there's so many people that struggle with pride. There's no way in the world that you would ever do that. Because your pride is so thick on you. You think you are it. And let me just tell you something. You are it. And I want you to use that it factor for him. Please, don't go through your whole junior high and high school career being super popular, super awesome, thousands of followers on Instagram, thousands of people following your stuff, and you are using it to exalt yourself. You want to change lives? And I could call some of you out right now in this room by your name or your handle on Instagram and social media. You want to change lives? Use it for him, not for yourself. What does that mean? That means you go low to make others high. He says in verse 14, you will be blessed. Although they cannot repay you, you will be repaid in heaven. Students, adults, me, <laughs> let's, let's live that out. Let's live that out. Let's go low to make others high. Guys, it's hard. It's hard to do. I understand. I, get, I totally understand. People put you on a platform, and sometimes you don't know what to do when you get up there, but try to get higher. Here's what you do when you have a platform. Use it for him. Change lives. And people are going to make fun of you. You're going to lose friends. You're going to lose followers. You're going to lose so much. But you know what? You gain so much more. You have a great opportunity coming up November 14th. I want you to use this opportunity that we are giving you. Not for you to invite your best friends. Not for you to invite your family. Not for you to invite, I want you to use this time that we're giving you. We're going to give shirts away. We're going to give lanterns. We're going to give cards. We're going to give you everything you can to invite those who nobody else is inviting. And when you walk in with that person, people are like, I cannot believe you're hanging out with that person. And God's like, I can because I died on the cross for that person and I rose again. And thank you for bringing that person. 
How about we stop hanging out with the same little social group that we're always hanging out in for the next week before fall riot? I get it. Hang out with your friends. That's great. But man, when fall riot comes up, those few days before, let's invite the people that no one's inviting. It's hard to do. Invite the person at Starbucks. Invite adults. Invite the Walmart greeter human. Invite anybody and see what happens. Maybe don't wait till fall riot. Invite them to a relationship with Christ right there. Invite them right in that moment. Do you know Jesus? Yes or no? Well, <laughs> uh, let me tell you about him. Awesome. Do you want to pray right now? Guys, do that. I sent a text today to invite the person next to you to come to church tonight. We got a text back from a few people saying they did that and they're here tonight. And I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad you're here. And tonight, if you don't know him, if you don't know the one that came down from heaven to earth so that we could be lifted up, I want to give you an opportunity right now to accept Jesus Christ in your heart and be changed for eternity. If you just pray with this prayer with me, with no one looking around. Quiet yourself, just repeat this prayer after me. Father, forgive me, wash me clean, come into my life, I want to know you. 